Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined by the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer, welcome. Hello, friends. Thanks for joining us. We are two radio chicks that dump our co-hosts once a week to talk shit on this podcast about thoughts you're thinking but not saying and keeping an Adelaide Fringe theme because we are debuting our show in South Australia the last two nights of the festival, the 13th and the 14th. We, I don't know, Christy did a bit of research on the people that we'd love to get on our show uh, mm. to celebrate uh, the festival um, and this was uh, one of I think it was a number one pick, wasn't yeah. it? This Who was I'm number one. Introduce. And we're about to be able to tick her off the list. This is really Ooh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, so we have a hot seat hottie join us each and every week also to chew the fat. And we would love to welcome Beck Hill as our hot seat hottie this week. Beck, hello. Hello. How, how are you? How, how do you feel to be our number one? Oh, I, I had no idea. I'm blushing right now. I'm <laughs> blushing all over. I mean, it could be the fact that it's 38 degrees, but whatever it is, I'm bright red. <laughs> yeah, bright red's a good thing. I mean, it's standard in summer, especially in Adelaide. Now, your shows, uh, you could go check out Beck um, at Adelaide Fringe tomorrow night, which is Tuesday the 3rd of uh, March, and it runs through till Saturday the 7th of March. Tickets are at Adelaide Fringe. And you can follow Beck at Twitter at Beck Hill Comedian. But let's get stuck into this uh, this week's show. We, we will bring a gem each, something that's on our mind that we're thinking but not saying. We'll do a bit of a contents. Lady, what, ladies, what have we got this week? Young mate, what have you got? Um, I want to talk about um, moving in um, with a partner. I've moved in with my boyfriend for the first mm-hmm. time ever. Mm-hmm. And um, sex life, it's different, but it, like not what I expected. It's okay. Actually, it's actually, yeah, it's a bit less. It's oh. less than I thought it would be. So That's yeah. unfortunate. If we did sound effects, we'd kind of do wah, a bit of a sound. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> <laughs> or like an erection going down, like a floppy penis. Yes. We'll work on that. Oh. We need props for next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Not the, uh, I don't think the floppy penis needs to be a prop, but we can work on the sound effects. Hey, um, Beck, what's on your mind this week? Uh, lies. I want to know uh, the biggest lie you've ever told and whether you ever had to admit it or whether it's still a lie that you've been keeping to this day. Yeah, Ooh. right. That's a, that's, mm. that's a challenging one. I was just thinking about what I'm trying to hash up because I live in a bit of a fantasy life and start to pr- probably pretend to myself that I don't do them, but I know they're there. Oh, I know. Um, I want to talk about airports. I thought you'd be great, Beck, with all of your travel. Uh, I want to talk about how fucked up I find them, how fucked up I find them watching other people mm. and the experiences they have, the goodbyes, and my own experience. I want to see if you guys have had kind of shitty airport experiences or maybe they're not so bad. Um, who wants to kick it off? Beck, do you want to, do you yeah, want to Beck, kick us off? Go. Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, well, uh, in my show, uh, Ellipsis, um, the show essentially came about because uh, I can give away this much. I um, told a, a celebrity that I've always looked up to my whole life when I met them that I was an award-winning comedian and at the <laughs> time wasn't. 
Um, and then I realised, and they'd sort of mentioned they might come and try and catch my show. Oh, shit. So, oh. yeah, so I was like, oh, no, they're going to realise. Um, so I suddenly decided that by the time that the next Edinburgh Fringe came around, I had to write an award-winning show. Um, so the, the show was about trying to win an award for comedy and, <laughs> um, and that. And, yeah, then eventually... Um, it all sort of comes out in the show, but I mean, there's, there's been quite a few things that I've sort of lied about, whether it's a big thing or I once had a job where I, I thought it'd be fun just to take, like, to wear uh, clear. It was before, you know, how um, non-prescription glasses were really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I became a fan. Like, yeah. Yeah. This was about uh, 10 years ago and I'd found this pair, like, in some op shop or something. And so I, uh, I thought I'm going to wear them to work because I, I was a travel agent and I thought when I wore them, I looked more professional so more people would come to me and I'd make more commission. And uh, so I wore these glasses every day that I was working there. It was a horrible job, but I was there for about six months until I finally went, no, I have to, I have to leave this job. Um, and, uh, and when I left, um, I, said, I was talking to my boss and I said something about how I had a bit of a headache and she said, it's because you're not wearing your glasses. And I went, oh, oh no, they're not real glasses. <laughs> And she and she was so upset with me, and she said, "I can't believe you lied to me about wearing glasses." And I was like, "Oh, it's just a fun thing. It's just a bit of a joke." She said, "I can't trust you ever again." And she was really serious. She was really heartbroken that I'd like done lied to her for six months, and it wasn't even a main thing. But I think she felt really hurt that she hadn't been in on the joke. Yeah, I think as well though. Glasses. I mean, it's one of those things. It's on your face. It's it's a way that you represent. People are really judgy with pe- the way mm. people look. I feel like she would have just thought that she's misplaced you in her brain in society. Like yeah, I put yeah. her to be this person, and now she's just she's nothing that I know. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was smart, so I gave her the job. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Lying's a funny one. I mean, I could sit here for three days and tell you about the fake it till you make it lies with work. I mean, at one point, I think I was doing a community TV show and I just made up that I had a producer. I just had a name um, (laughs) and her name was Sarah and she had an email address and I would email people to come on the from show her, from her from sarah Perfect. at au, and i would say look um you know stacy is available at this time and a proper producer role that did not exist <laughs> um, amazing but that i thought was just kind of the way you had to do it <laughs> and so when you yeah. said it out i was like oh good everybody else is doing this too yeah but maybe that might come full circle like beck Stace, oh, because 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 Beck, you lied about being an award-winning comedian, and then that came to yep. fruition, and now you are. And now, yeah. Stacey, you were lying about a producer. Well, we do have and a producer got now. It, and we, now we do have a producer, so maybe say hi, Jess. Hi, maybe. Okay, so she's real. She's real. I needed to prove her. She's um, not just a, a fake Hotmail account. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, what there's are some more serious things that eventually lies. come true. Mm, I think it's um it's an interesting one. That fake it till you make it thing is, well, I guess you, it's like, it's almost like the law of attraction in a kind of more serious way where you put it out there and then you literally lie and get it back. Although I didn't think you would be rewarded by lies. So that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, but they're good yeah. lies. They're positive lies. I've lied, I've lied in ways, like bad ways. One of the, ver- <laughs> one of the worst lies I've ever told and only, I think only my best mate actually knows this because I'm Uh-oh. actually very ashamed about the it. The last time you did this, you got into a bit of trouble. So yeah, I we did. Think 
Yeah, no, I did. I'm happy to share. I'm actually okay. happy to share okay. this. Okay. So I actually, um, it was when Prince of Wales, you remember Prince of Wales Hotel, um, remember Prince? They used to have like a Saturday night and it was like the biggest Saturday night in uh, South Korea. One uh, Love, John Course, rocking yeah. it from fucking 1am to 3am, man. It. I was there <laughs> every okay. week. So I had that right. And I went, I, th- I think I was like 18, 19 at the time and I was at uni and we were I out. was a bit older. I think maybe I was... Um, I think I got home at like 6am and I had to start at a cafe at 7am and I thought, oh, there's only one way <laughs> I'm going to get out. It needs to be something extreme because my oh, bosses no. were hard asses. I actually called, I was probably still pissed at the time <laughs> and I told her my dad had a heart attack. <gasps> you, <gasps> you did oh. not. No, I did. I told Christ. him my dad had a heart attack. Nobody knows this and I'm so ashamed of it. And I, and I said that, okay. There, so this was on like obviously the I just the have Sunday. to interrupt. You fucking make yeah. me feel like such a good human sometimes. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> we just do so many similar things. And this is why I love you because when you bring your stuff, you just blow <laughs> things out of the water. And I just think, thank fuck I have you in my life. <laughs> what to make you seem less fucked up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that must have been on a Sunday, like a Saturday morning slash uh, Sunday morning, whatever. Um, and then I had a shift the next day on the Monday, which obviously I was fine by that stage. was probably still feeling a bit seedy. I went into work early again at seven and there was another girl working <laughs> instead of me. And I said to my boss, oh, hang on, what's gone? Have you, aren't I supposed to be working today? And she was like, no, I, th- I actually sent you a text. Didn't you get it? I thought you'd probably want some more time with your family. You oh, need, you need to be with your family at this time. So then I had to tell a lie about the lie. And I went home. I was living at home at the time. And mum's like, why aren't you at work? And I was like, oh, they stuffed up the rosters. So Oh, shit. And this is the thing yeah. with lies. And I think you would know this, but they become spiral. So once you start one, then it becomes a massive concoction, a spider web of bullshit that you start yeah. feeding to everybody in your life to the point that, oh, they're just not bloody worth it, are they? Yeah. That's a scary one as well. Did, did you ever get caught out? I ended up. I oh know I didn't get fired. No, I think I left. <laughs> I think I left that job. So I don't know, but they might have been. I reckon they're probably sus. So that's like yeah. maybe because they. She never actually sent me the text. So I reckon she maybe smelled her out there that I was actually fibbing about it. Oh, so she wanted to see uh, if you were going to rock up yeah. and actually not even that sad. Yeah, well, I actually thought that was a test because I had to go in with this whole story about how he was and everything. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. what did you yeah. say? What hospital was he at? Did you think about all yeah, these things? Yeah, I had all of that made up in my oh, head and Jesus. everything. Yeah, You'd wow. be a great... You could be a serial killer. And it was just Chrissy. a scare. And in the end, it was a scare because he had heart palpitations and high blood pressure. Oh, so oh. hang on. It, it was based off something. No, I just made that up. Oh, oh, that was a bad, that was a fuck. Because if you're going to lie, you've got to have the backup. (laughs) Right. I thought, no, I was like, okay, this makes it a bit better. But no, no, that's just more of the lie. I'm even (laughs) fooling you. That's how good I am. I'm pathological. I guess I was being hopeful that you wasn't a fool lie. (laughs) That's not the case. Mm. That's really, it's really interesting. And I think the thing is with lies as well. I mean, it's still, even though you're obviously okay with it, the fact that you never told anyone means that it kind of eats you up for a long time too. Like when it's that serious, you don't yeah. kind of move on from it. You kind of always remember that you did it. Well, one of my mates still brings it up. Like as a joke before you have a drink and she's like, heart attack. Would you say that like under her breath? And I'm like, shh. I'm like, I don't want, I don't need anybody knowing. I, I would hate if my boyfriend knew that I did that or my family. Imagine if my actual dad knew that. 
Well, imagine if you da- Okay, we're not going to go down that road. Uh, <laughs> let's move along. Let's move along. I want to talk about airports. Uh, there was, um, I came, obviously came away, uh, came back from my holiday a few months ago now. Um, and I remember every single time I went to the airport, ever since forever, I've always been a bit nervous. Not because, I'm not a nervous flyer. Just the whole process for me, who is generally a walking kind of disorganized being and who tries very hard to be organized, it just, the whole thing, me, it, it requires structure, a flight mm. and an airport and responsibility. And that is things that make me very nervous. Plus authority. There's a lot of rules mm. and I also don't, I don't conform very well. So I already get nervous with that stuff. But then I remembered coming out of the gates and seeing, oh my God, this couple just absolutely heartbroken that he was back. So, I mean, they were crying with happiness, but you could tell there was pain that they had gone through. It was really fucked up. And I found myself standing there staring at them thinking, shit, airports are intense. Mm. Like you come back, you walk through the gates and you're like, there is just so much going on here. So you turn back around, you know, there's kids waiting for a dad that have come off from a business trip. There's, you know, parents that have just freaked out that their daughter might have gone on their first trip overseas. They're looking like they're about to wet their pants. The whole place (laughs) is a walking anxiety attack. And it really came from an interesting story that I went overseas when I was 20 years old, didn't really know anybody there, went to move, wanted to go for fuck knows why, I don't know, but I was just on a mission. Had a boyfriend that was going to come with me and then last minute decided that wasn't his thing. He wasn't following me to the other side of the world. So it didn't end up romantic at all. He came to the airport and I was fucking petrified. By this point, I was like, I had 20 people there. My dad's like, you're doing it. You've always said you want to do it. You're going. And it was almost like I was forced. So I went through bawling my eyes out like a bloody mess and dad reckons it was one of the hardest things he's Mm. ever had to watch is push this young girl that didn't want to go overseas with no one meeting her at the airport on the plane but little did he know I ran back through the doors so I went into customs and then went now fuck this I'm back out of there the doors opened and I bolted back out and just literally sat on the corner in the fetal position because I couldn't get on that flight is this wow. just me? Is everyone else having intense or have I attracted this from just this bullshit experience I had and therefore it's just a repeat every single time I go? I get Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Super stressed, but that's because I've done things like I have uh, missed flights or uh, like 
gotten stuck at security and then, um, yeah, had to run for the plane. And everyone, you get on the plane and everyone's sitting there because they know that they've been waiting for you. Um, oh. and stuff was your like name that. Yeah. was your name yeah. over the receiver then, like yeah, Beck Hill Beck stuff. Hill oh, comedian oh, she's running late for her flight <laughs> yeah <laughs> trust the comedian it's to be so late horrible. <laughs> oh yes. shit um, I don't, I've never had an experience as intense as yours but I've got like that surprises me uh, that does not surprise me at all that you <laughs> did that because it feels like everything in your life is just turned up a notch which I love oh, no but I love that about you it's exhausting no I love that about you it mm. might be exhausting for you but you know it's great to be around <laughs> no, it is um, I, I have a really bad experience at airports to the point where I've actually gone back to the same <laughs> departure lounge and almost had tears in my eyes from the memory of, of flying out beforehand so I I moved away when I when I was 20 and I moved up to Townsville and I didn't want to go and this is for my first ever radio job and it was traumatic I was depressed and I would sit on that flight like you know when you cry to the point where you can't breathe where you're like (laughs) (laughs) like that I was like that on the flight to the point where all the hosties would come up and ask me if I was okay because I would obviously (laughs) look like I was suicidal or something on a flight it just accentuates all your emotions too, yeah. I think. Like you're yeah. taking you're taking off, you're landing. Yeah. It's like this kind of therapeutic you're tired bullshit. As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it's really it turns fun. everything up on steroids. Yeah, yeah. So so leaving and this the when you would fly Jetstar, uh, you know, from whatever Townsville to Melbourne, Melbourne to Townsville, um, there there was this uh, there was like a particular seat that I would always sit in, like this particular row, and I would always leave from this particular, um, you know, the departure. In this, in the Jetstar departure lounge, and that that was always my memory. And it, and it probably I look back now, and I probably I probably didn't have a handle on how bad it was or how depressed and down I actually was. And I've actually been back to Townsville once since with my boyfriend that I was living apart from and leaving every time now. And it was actually very emotional because we were flying together on that same flight and leaving the, the same departure gate and sitting in the same row that I used to when I was on my own. Oh, but wow. So it's yeah. circle. Yeah, and it was really quite emotional and not, not in a bad emotional, almost in a good emotional way. It was like quite therapeutic to go, this, yeah. this was such a... It's such a full-on testing experience. But how reflective do you get? Like, I find myself, I write a lot on flights and I'm able to kind of step away a little bit. Like, I remember, this is so fucking corny, but I read The Second Secret on a book. Like, there was just one of the books. I came back from this trip, got it from the airport, read basically the whole thing. I think it, it, it just... I reckon it was inhaled into me differently than it would have been if I was at the beach or in bed, in my own bed. Wait, there seems to be something me that different. A sequel to the secret. Oh shit! I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I really wish I could write a sequel <laughs> to this book. Oh look, here's another one. Oh, look, more money! Yay! Thank you, I universe. Did, I- I didn't read the first one. I just got found the second oh, one. Oh, no, thought, oh. it wouldn't have made any sense. Again, why, why would you read The Secret 2 when you haven't read The Secret? Hey, you guys. Don't, <laughs> you don't know what The Secret is yet. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. they <laughs> trust me. Half of The Secret 2 was about the fucking secret one, so I didn't miss too much. <laughs> and I tell you what, it's like... It just it just really stuck to me. I, like, I bet you I was reading it anywhere else. I was like, this is a piece of rubbish and threw it out. But because I was on a plane, I was like, this is magic. 
how this do, is incredible. How do you do does something different? How do you deal with that like that feeling, Beck? Because you're obviously you're you're living you live in the UK and but you're obviously traveling traveling around a lot, doing a lot tours more than we are and doing yeah. lots of different shows <laughs> and and you know you're in Australia at the moment. That's how you're talking to us. I, I mean, do you write a lot of your content, a lot of your material on flights? You know, do you get super reflective like that? Are you someone with a little notebook? Um, I'm a super nervous flyer. Uh, I, I, any turbulence, anything like that, I freak out. I'm like, okay, this is when I die now. Um, anything like that. Uh, so I've found the secret, uh, the secret too, um, <laughs> for flying is um, to not get any sleep the night beforehand so that as soon as you step on the plane, you're so tired that you fall asleep instead of stressed. <laughs> And then I vaguely wake up as we're about to land. So that's that's how I've been doing it all these years. But airports, like um, Singapore Airport, I always go through there whenever I fly between Australia and the UK because Singapore Airport is incredible. It's like a huge mall. It has like a butterfly garden. It's got like what? tranquility wow. spaces. has like a free cinema. They've got like massage chairs everywhere that are all free to use. Um, when does when the I, government when, go, I'm going to spend millions of dollars on the airport? It's bizarre, isn't it? I guess the, the transit is exactly what you want to go there. You want to go via there if you've got like time to spare. Yeah, exactly. It's so It just means that if I've got a couple of hours between two massively long flights, I actually really look forward to being in the airport because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's time that I can relax and just window shop and chill out. And I went they oh. have a pool. I went and had wow. in their pool. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, nuts, um, it's really nice, but it's but because of that, like I don't know if I could go through another airport. Like well, I'm so that's used it. to that one now. Yeah. Well, they're doing it right. I think the answer is everyone just needs to go to Singapore if they're going anywhere. There's it's like yeah. bloody Zen Central, the fucking Singapore airport. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, I, I feel it went off forever ago. I want to talk about um, your sex life and how that changes when you move in with your partner. Okay. Um, been with my boyfriend, Beck, for si- over six years now, but we've never actually lived together. We've lived for that uh, apart a lot, like interstate and long distance. Um, so this is like really big, like in the last week and a half, we've actually moved in. So it's very fresh and very new. And we've always like laughed to each other. And said, oh, we'll never be one of those couples that moves in and then, you know, never your sex life dies. Like, that will <laughs> never be us. We'll be going at it. We're going to christen the house just in every spot. It's going to be like, we're going to be crazy. It doesn't matter that we live together. We're just going to go for it all the time. And the neighbours will be knocking on the door, you know, like soundproofing. And shit. Yeah. Well, it hasn't quite been that what I expected. Um, and, and I think, you know what it is more than anything? It's that knowing that he's going to be there tomorrow and that he knows that I'm going to be there tomorrow. So if you are a little bit tired or you feel a little bit shit or you've eaten too much of a dinner or you're not really in the mood <laughs> or you're in the middle of a really good episode of the TV series or the book that you're reading or watching. <laughs> yeah, it's either sex or one more episode of yes. whatever the box set is. And <laughs> oh, man, the box set is the killer. Yeah, it? it just zaps you. Box. <laughs> yeah, it's... 
It is. Yeah. It's, it's a sex zapper. I feel like it just zaps it from you because when you do work, you know, like when you work full time and, you know, regardless of what hours you're working, you kind of have this thing in the back of your head. But when it's Monday to Thursday, I've got to get up at this time and you're in this routine. And to fit to fit in a sesh, sometimes you kind of got to bump one thing out or, you know, do that thing tomorrow. And there's no sense of urgency there anymore because we were in a long distance relationship for so long. The dynamic was always when we got together and when there was like nobody around and we had a quiet moment, it was like, it was on. It didn't matter like how tired you were. It didn't matter that you weren't feeling it. It didn't even matter that you didn't even really feel like having sex. You did it because you only because got... Because the next time is seven or eight days away. Exactly. You only got like a very small window and I just, I wonder whether that's, is that everybody that you move in together or you live together and I've just been living in a weird situation? Beck, what, what's your relationship status? Well, I'm, I'm uh, engaged okay. and I come in from a completely different angle because uh, I was celibate up until I was 21. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then uh, when I met my now fiancé, like I'd had boyfriends and stuff before, but when I met my now fiancé, and he, he was a bit of a man whore when I met him. Um, <laughs> so he knows how to that work it. That's good. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I like, knew the deal. And <laughs> he knew the deal and he knew like what, you know, what I was yeah. about and that nothing, might, nothing might happen forever, you know. And, um, uh, and he was cool with that, which to be honest is probably the strongest aphrodisiac. Um, and, uh, so I moved, I, he was from Scotland and I met him in Melbourne and then I, uh, I have a British passport. So I went over to Scotland and moved in with him straight away. We'd only sort of really known each other about three months. Wow. That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah. So like, so when we eventually did <clears throat> have sex, um, <laughs> it was, it, we were already living together. So we had nothing to compare it to. Um, but I've right. completely opposite because we've been in, because the UK is so expensive. We've been living in share houses and share flats and stuff since we moved over there. Mm-hmm. And we only just moved into our own flat a month ago. Okay. And, um, uh, and it's been the absolute opposite because now we don't have a housemate that we're, Ooh, we're yeah. like, we don't have paper thin walls anymore. So oh, yeah. we don't have to stress about that. So it's actually really relaxed us and it's probably better than it's been ever. Wow, game on Donkey Yay. Kong. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Great news. Standing ovation. I tell you what, Christy, you gotta, you gotta. I don't. How are we gonna pick this back up? No, it's not that it needs to be picked back up. Like it's still happening, but it's just the. It's the more. Surprise it's event. more the approach, like in your head. Like it's more just the way that I'm thinking about it that I think surprised me. That there's yeah. like I, I'm never one to be like, nah, nah, we'll do it another time. But I've noticed myself, and even sometimes still in the end we end up having sex. But sometimes in my head I think, oh, can I really CBF? Yeah, like right. So there's a different mindset. Yeah, there, there is actually a different mindset where, where that was never even a thought process before. It was like, all right, hop to it, you know. But it's this thinking where I'm like, oh, I don't really need to now. Like, I mm. don't, if I don't really want to, I don't really, I don't know. There's no. I guess there's like, and I mean, as much as the sex might not be there as much or it's different, there's also something, must a different thing that you must be getting, which is that really love, lovely security. Like, I think sometimes we also forget that whilst that may be a shift in that part of your life there's also this maybe this time where you've gone ah like you've kind of just relaxed and stopped a bit do you know Mm. what I mean like everything and that is something that I I think because you know me miss fucking emotional I think (laughs) that part of it is just 
just as amazing and just as amazing as any good orgasm is, is that beautiful security that you have built a home and you can go to sleep and know that he wakes up next to you. Yeah, yeah. That should be on a card. Yeah, that was <laughs> really nice. A, a Hallmark card. I could need to be a big one. Uh, I can put my number out. I am single, so actually that would make most people run. Probably. <laughs> she's in. She's quite intense, looking for the whole package. Um, but no, yeah, but no, I know. I know exactly nice. what you mean. And Matt, you know what? If I am getting real, uh, if I'm really dissecting everything, maybe that's why I don't feel like I. Maybe that's why I don't well, feel like I need to. Well, you've got nothing to prove. For yeah, a bit, because you know? I'm just happy, just actually, just to chill and just. To go to sleep and it sounds lame but snuggle because sometimes that's equally as nice i've never heard you say the word snuggle before snuggle, snuggle's yeah nice. i think it's because you're always on a sex schedule or you have been in the past like you don't really stop you don't have you've never had time to snuggle really <laughs> like, it's like all right here we go i'm in and out i gotta leave now tomorrow see ya bye <laughs> it does feel a bit like that um beck that is all we have time for it's been so lovely chatting we're so thrilled that you uh we're in the same country that we could actually chat yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been an absolute honour. Oh, brilliant. And congratulations on the engagement. You are uh, performing for the rest of this week. Uh, this show will go up you know, Monday the 2nd. So Tuesday the 3rd till Saturday the 7th of March. Ellipsis is what her show. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Beck Hill Comedian or check out Adelaide Fringe website for the details on her show. Um, and that's it from us. If you want to hear any other episodes for our Hot Seat Hotties, we do have a few of our Fringe favourites coming up as well. And don't forget our show's Young Mate. Yeah, They're, I know. That's exciting. It's happening in a couple of weeks. They're coming up thick and fast so you can get involved in that as well. Yeah, 13th yeah. and 14th of March is where mm -hmm. you can hear this podcast live. Uh, we'll be loose and we won't know what we're doing. So make sure that you do come and witness that because it could be hilarious and hopefully not a waste of your money. That's the aim. <laughs> That's the aim that we're moving with. And if you want to listen to our uh, any of our other shows, head to iTunes or hit us up at podcast.thinkagirl.com.au uh, That's it. Beck, enjoy the rest of your time in Australia. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much. See you. Bye. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or Thinkergirl TV on Twitter. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.